0: Oh, I've been trying well, we can talk about this. I've been trying to get a SNES Classic. I'm so pissed. Oh, have you still not you, you have I've been calling GameStop twice a day. Oh, wow. You
1: you're, you're really leaning into the uh, being at home. Yeah, I am. Cuz
0: it re- it's like 10 minutes from my house. If the if I call them and they say they have it, I'll be like just put it under the counter. I'll be there in 10. So, Rob, guess what? What? I'm working at home today. Because... From what
1: I've heard, you're working at home all the time now. I
0: am. We we moved our recording schedule around a little bit because I am no longer working downtown as a lawyer. I'm working at home doing mostly Mac Story stuff and, of course, this podcast, which I am sitting here recording with you in the middle of the day for me on a Wednesday.
1: So, now, this is why you will probably sound much more awake than you normally do, because we're normally recording once well, like 7 o'clock usually in the morning for you normally. Yeah, it's
0: usually 7 in the morning on a Sunday, and depending on what I do on Saturday night, I'm more or less human in the morning on Sunday. So, yes, usually the only times I've really been super animated on Ruminate when we record on the weekends was when I'd had a pot of coffee or so, and then I was a little bit off the walls. Uh, but so maybe, you know, yeah. So we, midday, midweek, I'm probably a little bit more even keel.
1: Yeah, well, I, well, I expect it's kind of gone the other way now because now it's later in the evening for me. I might sound more
0: tired. Yeah, you may. And I know you've got a little bit of a cold, so we'll uh, try not to make you talk too much this time. But um, yeah, so I'm sitting down in my basement in my little dungeon. I call it my dungeon. It's my, I've got a little workspace set up down here. maybe don't call it a dungeon when you're out in public (laughs) Um. I I actually uh, have a little tiny window that's like so small you couldn't crawl through it that's why it feels a little bit like a dungeon and uh, when my son walked off to school this morning I had the window cracked and I could shout out the window goodbye to him which I think (laughs) embarrassed him
1: I, I'm sure he's really pleased
0: with I that. I do the best I can to, to, to <laughs> uh, embarrass my kids. So, yes. I, I think that's your, that's your, that is your duty. It is part of my duty. It's, it's part of the job. It's in the description. And the, the window, though, is closed because you never know when you know some lawn service shows up and that we wouldn't want that on the podcast. So I've got it as quiet as I can get it down here right now. Excellent. Yeah, so that's been, I guess, that was last Friday. It was the last time I went downtown to work. I've been downtown since for other things, but been, well, let's see. That wasn't last Friday. It was two Fridays ago. See, time flies already. Um, oh, yeah. yeah I, because we recorded before that, and now I've been home working at home for about 10 days, I guess. I'm mostly just trying to get clear the decks and get everything ready because I'm going to the release notes conference next week. Uh, Federico's coming in for that. He's one of the speakers, and we're gonna hang out a little bit, and then go to the conference together. And they're doing a con- live connected here in Chicago. And uh, Mike Hurley's doing a Pen Addict show on Friday, which was a uh, part of that Kickstarter that they did, which is pretty cool. Um, nice. Yeah, yeah, that's like a ticketed thing for Kickstarter people, I guess. But there's an open house afterwards, and I've been to Field Notes a couple of times, and it's a really, it's really nice. They've got a really beautiful office. It's just what you would expect from like a design shop's offices. Really nice. You know, it's like an old building with a big atrium in the middle with glass walls. And everybody's got a nice shiny iMac. And there's beautiful books on coffee tables. And it just looks very designery um so it's kind of perfect for instagram then yes (laughs) take a few pictures yes it's very much instagram worthy and so i I i'm not sure i think in that big atrium areas where they're probably going to record it should it'll be interesting because it's a very open space with a lot of hard surfaces glass walls should be interesting to see how the audio turns out um but they're doing an open house afterwards with like a local brewery, and then that's just open to the general public. So I think some of the people coming over for release notes early are going to go to that. Seems like there's a lot of people coming in from the UK and Europe and other places for this.
1: Nice. Yeah, it sounds like you're going to have a pretty busy week. Yeah. Um, you did, uh, you put a post up on Mac Stories about, you know, you quitting your job and stuff, which is kind of some of the stuff I think we've spoken about before, but, you know, it's kind of how you've ended up you know, where you are, where you've quit your job and you're writing for Mac Stories and that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, so we'll put a link in the show notes for that. Yeah, it
0: was, um, that was kind of the culmination of a lot. I, little bits of the story had been told here and there, you know, sometimes here on Ruminate, sometimes in the newsletters for Club Mac Stories. But I hadn't really ever said it all in one place. So it was really about how I started out working on Blink and how that kind of transformed and led to working with Federico and just... Really, just from from uh, publishing one article to actually then working regularly at MacStory, so it's it's kind of that whole story about how that unfolded, which has really taken, it's really been unfolding over the course of I don't know about three years, um, and it, the whole story probably goes back even further than that, but but the core of it is is the past three years and and you know how that all all happened, so.
1: Cool. Yeah, yeah. So we'll um, yeah, we'll put that in the show notes. Um, because so we'll talk about a little bit about the the HomePod because the thing, obviously, the HomePod hasn't really been announced yet. You know, they've announced it, but we don't really know a lot of the details. Right. Um, and Sonos have got a new speaker coming yep. out, and Google have announced a couple of new ones. But the kind of the big question I really have is, I don't know how Apple are going to justify the cost of the HomePod um when you compare it even to the sonos one or you know i guess some of the echoes and stuff like that obviously the sound quality
0: is is not as good but you know the the price seems really high yeah although google has gone even higher with one of theirs i mean their one that's you know their high-end one is four hundred dollars so,
1: yeah, that kind of seems crazy to me for somebody to jump in and be more expensive than Apple. Yeah, I don't know. Um, you know, for, for all the hassle, you know, and, and as much as we love Apple, like, you know, their products are not cheap. Right. Um, and if you're going to come into the market higher than them, that might be a problem. Right.
0: Well, one of the things that I know that Google's doing, which I think is part of it, is that I think it, that model, at least that model, comes with a free year of YouTube Red, which I think is a $10 a month product here in the United States. So you know that that if if you if you were to pull that price out of it you'd be roughly even to the home pod so maybe that justifies it i don't know um yeah i don't know who these are for i i think well i think it's for someone it's not for me i don't think i've not really ever been that into the echo or been that tempted by the um, the Google Home either. I have an Apple TV that's hooked up to a stereo, so that's how, like, when I want music in the main part of my house, that's how I listen to it. But I think if I didn't have that, I would probably consider the HomePod pretty seriously. I mean, if the sound quality is as good as it supposedly is, I haven't heard it myself, but I know a couple people who have heard it, and it sounds like uh, it's quality product from that standpoint. But it is kind of expensive, and I think they're going to try to differentiate it on the music part more than the assistant part. I think Google, you know, yeah. right. Cause I think Google and Amazon are really geared toward more as much towards doing things like getting the news and the weather and, and turning your lights on and off as they are playing, playing music.
1: Yeah. I, I think it's kind of come to the point where it's really just going to depend on what music service you use. Right. Um, Cause if you use Spotify, then the Echo is probably the best bet for you because I I don't think the Google Home does it. Um, and then obviously you know if you use Google Play Music, then one of the Google Home speakers of some kind is going to be the best bet. But if you use Apple Music, like your only choice is going to be the HomePod if you need it or want it in a speaker of some kind. Yeah,
0: I mean Sonos does have an Apple Music integration, but it doesn't work. You know, there's not a Siri integration, so it's not the same in that sense. They do have. A, a partnership on apple music so but you have to go through the sonos app in order to make apple music work with the sonos and i i have not used the sonos app but i know um a couple of people who have and they don't like it that much
1: yeah i think there was a little bit of discussion on uh, connected this week federico and steven uh, both had a sonos so yeah. that, and you know neither of them are now using them because basically as you say because the app just kind of makes everything a bit more difficult to do. Yeah.
0: And I remember when those guys got those and I was I was kind of tempted myself at the time and I just kind of held off and I'm I'm glad I did now that after hearing I heard that too that that you know they're basically trying to get unload them on on eBay or they're sitting in a closet basically.
1: Yeah, pretty much. I mean, I think and you know, a, a bit like you, I've always been tempted by Sonos because you know you've got like multi room audio and you can do you know all sort of clever stuff, but now the echoes do that you know I can just buy a bunch of dots and plug them into my existing speakers and basically get the same effect like obviously right. the quality isn't as good from a dot or from you know even the bigger echo or something but if I'm plugging them into my own speakers that I've already got then you know I'm kind of getting the same thing anyway
0: right. yeah I agree with that I mean and, and I've multi-room audio has never really appealed that much to me I think in part because Maybe my house just isn't that big. I mean, the first floor is kind of open, so all I really need is to have music on. You know, most of the time we're on the first floor during the day, so that I I have music there already. And if I'm somewhere else, I can listen either with headphones, with a you know an iPhone or an iPad, or maybe I'm at my desk in the basement listening on my MacBook. You know, it's I've got I actually have little speakers hooked up here, um, and I use a just use the three and a half millimeter input on my macbook pro to to listen to music that way yeah i mean you know
1: as you say like you know i think my house is very similar like the rooms are fairly small like you know it's not i mean houses in england are very small anyway yep. um you know so we don't have this issue of like huge floors with you know and we need multiple speakers and stuff like that so you know it's kind of nice that i've got the option if i want to get some more echoes or something but you know, as you say it's not Necessarily, something that's for
0: everyone, right? But you know, this dot sits here, and and as I do things every now and then, it gets set off randomly by me watching YouTube videos or listening to a podcast, or I don't even know what sets it off anymore. But it always says it can't understand me. Uh, but I don't use it for anything, hardly at all. I I I got to spend some time and experiment with it a little bit more, but. Uh, it's it for the moment it's just kind of gathering dust
1: yeah i mean i guess that kind of happens because they're fairly cheap so it you know it's not a you can kind of buy it and not feel too bad if you're not using it too much like i pretty much only use mine for timers and music right. um which you know is fine but you know maybe i didn't need to buy one but you know it, it's, it's fun to use anyway right
0: right and i've i've you know left it here we'll see i'll maybe i've been trying i've been meaning to set up the to doist integration with it again just so i can throw things onto my into my task list but it's pretty it's pretty rudimentary how it works i think it just drops everything into your inbox which isn't the best i prefer and and usually i'm at a keyboard anyway so if it's sitting down here it's just as easy for me to type something in really quickly um oh yeah definitely oh so you know what there's an app that i wanted to ask you about because you and i were talking about this a little bit on iMessage earlier in the week which is twitterific have you tried the the new mac app
1: uh yeah i did try it um i think you know aside from anything actually in the app like i'm so used to Tweetbot um that you know, and, you know the, the kickstarter didn't get quite as high as they wanted so there are some features missing or you know they're still working on yep. them um so i did you know i did try it out but for the most part it, it really just wasn't going to work for me right now yeah um you know but you know maybe in a few updates time it might work but as I say, right now, like, TweetBot really works for me. Yeah,
0: that, that was a really I, – I reviewed that this week on Mac Stories. That was a really hard review to write because I'm kind of in the same boat. I've used TweetBot for so long that I wanted to kind of review it on its own merits, you know, as, as its own product and not as a comparison to anything else. Um, but you always have that kind of context, and it is very hard to switch. Once you get used to a particular Twitter client, it's very hard – to switch to something that's different cuz for instance like Twitter effect doesn't have the same kind of swipe gestures which I'm really used to doing those on a trackpad on mm. a trackpad uh, but it's got other things that I like a lot better than Tweetbot it's got a lot more actual OS integrations like it has a share like a Mac high Sierra it has the share sheet built in so you can take tweets and throw them into other apps really easily a lot a lot easier than copying the link and pasting it somewhere else which is what you have to do in Tweetbot so the reason I'm not going to switch to it full time at the moment is that it doesn't have the mutes and muffles. I guess they're just called muffles on on Twitterific because, and it's kind of an interesting feature because the way they do it is you know you can mute people and you can mute terms just like you can a TweetBot. But they don't completely go away from your timeline. They're just kind of collapse, so you can see that someone tweeted something. So if you want to peek and see what you're missing, you can. So I kind of like that, I think, for, mo- for most things, not necessarily all things. Uh, and those sync over from iOS. So if you create those rules in iOS, they'll show up in the Mac app. But you can't make them or manage them from the Mac app. And I am, mercil- mercilessly mute on Twitter with Tweetbot. It's. Oh, so do I, mean, I. It is how I get through my timeline because if it's about, I mean, and because it, it's just not the place I go for certain things. So, sports, politics, and dead celebrities, they're all muted. Right. I,
1: I yeah, don't need. I, I absolutely the same. I mean, what I really need in Twitter is a, a setting to just say, don't show me any sports tweets about anything.
0: Yeah. It, 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 um, it, it, I'm not sure
1: how they could do that, but,
0: and there are things that I mute on Twitter that aren't, it, I, that I don't mute because I'm not interested. It's because I'm not interested in them on Twitter. You know what I mean? It's just not, it's oh, yeah, absolutely. just not the place that I go for that. So I'll, I'll read stuff about politics, but I'm not going to read about it on Twitter. It, Cause, Twitter is a little bit like reading the comments of a news article. I One of the things I <laughs> one of the things I, I tweeted this week was, did you see, this is speaking of sports, you see Twitter is doing this thing with, um, they're doing a couple of really weird things. One is they're letting you bookmark tweets, which I guess is okay. Um, it's really just another way to fave something that's in a different bucket instead of with all the hearts, right? Right. So I don't even know if that's really a feature. But... They're also doing this thing where, like, they'll show you, they'll proactively show you little um, panels at the top of your timeline of sports that are going on in your area at the time. And I looked at Oh, I definitely don't want well, that. Well, the first thing I did was to look and see if there was a way to turn it off. And there's not, as far as I can tell. I mean, it's not out yet. I don't have it yet. So maybe there will be. But the, it didn't appear that that was going to be the case based on the support document that they published. And this is just in the official app. This is not, like, you know, across the board. Um, but it, it struck me that kind of what Twitter is trying to do is it's like it's inventi- reinventing Yahoo News. From the from the comments up, yeah,
1: I, I don't. Does anybody at Twitter know what the product Twitter actually is? Because I don't know. I don't want TV. People don't want like live It's not like a a web portal, like you said. It feels like Yahoo, right? Um, they're trying to just add all these weird things in. People want real time updates from people they follow, and in chronological order. Like, isn't that what people want from Twitter? Not sports and TV and all kinds of other weird moments and stuff
0: like that. Yeah, I mean, talk about getting having a hard time getting used to a a different Twitter app. I mean, Twitterific is not that hard compared to Tweetbot, as compared again to the Twitter official client. Like going from either Tweetbot or Twitterific to the official client, it it just confuses me. I'm not even sure that I'm looking at Twitter anymore, or or at least what I I, think. I I did the same.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I've tried the same, and you know, I think I did it a few months ago because I. I needed a way to see Twitter polls. Um, yeah. Turns out I can just do that on the web anyway. But um, yeah, the, the, the actual official Twitter app just feels so much different to any kind of third party Twitter app.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. It's, uh, it's a little mess. It's a little bit of a mess. But... Uh, the the official client that is Twitter, fig though I, I like it. I overall I like it. It's but as you said, it still j- doesn't have all of it. Doesn't have all of the features that I think um, that I think it needs.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I think the best thing really though is that there's more competition on the Mac. Oh yeah, because the Mac's um, been you know, very you know, quiet
0: recently on on Twitter. Oh,
1: absolutely. I mean, I think you know for the most part, like Tweetbot has been the only worthwhile third-party client for quite a while right and um, it
0: hasn't been updated at all that frequently either itself
1: mm, yeah exactly so you know hopefully with twitterific there and you know with a few more updates and it you know adds some features that people need or want um you know maybe that will drive some more competition and, and tweetbot and twitterific can kind of you know update a bit more regularly
0: right yeah well we'll see i mean one thing they did tell me is that they are they are uh, they are working on the muffles for the mac os so that that's good to know that they're working on that um, but as you also pointed out there are things that they aren't they they at least initially didn't do because they didn't hit i think they they wanted to hit $125,000 to do certain features and they didn't hit that yeah um, so that, i mean the other things i guess you can't do just so people know is like you can't edit your profile you can't manage lists Uh, there's no location stuff, which I don't think is nearly as important on the Mac as it is on mobile anyway, but still, I mean, if you have a laptop, it, 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 it's relevant to some degree. Um, I don't know. There's a couple other things, but overall, I, I, I do kind of like it and I do think they do a really nice job with the interface and the, and the media presentation and for attachments and that sort of thing. Yeah, definitely. Um, so what else? We were going to talk a little bit, I guess, about the Stranger Things game, right? That came out on iOS. I, you and I, kind of simultaneously recommended that to each other the other, uh, I guess, it was end of last week.
1: Uh, yeah, because I, I kind of, I think I saw a tweet or maybe a news article about it, and I thought, oh, this might be something John's interested in. And so I went to send it to you, and as I press send the Mac Stories article showed up in, in my Twitter feed like, oh you've you've already
0: done that then, never mind. Yeah, it, it's kind of a neat game. I mean, I i, I think it's a a lot of times T V shows will do some sort of app game or something to promote a new show or, or a new season. And they tend to be pretty shallow and not very interesting. But this is a really pretty nice game. It's you know, it's an old style RPG eight bit kind of adventure game that you go from room to room f- defeating bosses and you know there's scenes from various parts of the television show and kind of a nice chiptune type of soundtrack it's, it's just kind of a fun little game
1: yeah it's it's really good I mean I kind of sat there and played it for maybe hour and a half two hours something like that which is even two hours is kind of impressive for a free game that is a tie-in to a tv show you know, there's no in-app purchases. There's there's no, you know, they're not trying to prompt you to buy other stuff really, other than watch it on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I I think you can unlock like exclusive trailers and stuff, although I didn't get that far.
0: Yeah, no, I haven't gotten that far either. I played it a little. I played it enough to write the article, and then I played it a little bit after that, but I haven't gotten all the way to all the way to unlocking any kind of trailers. And that that comes out pretty soon. I think that show is debuting on the twenty seventh on Netflix
1: uh yeah i'm just yeah i just checked my calendar and it is
0: 27 yeah, like two weeks um, or so yes
1: yeah, so i put netflix tv shows in my calendar <laughs> good, good, just so i know when they come out
0: yeah <laughs> i should do that too
1: yeah i think like as as a kind of an aside like especially for like the netflix stuff when it comes out like if you don't watch it straight away you're missing out on a lot of conversations um you know because a lot of people will jump on it as soon as it comes out
0: and discuss it on twitter and stuff like that oh, i know um
1: so i kind of like to watch it straight away if i can
0: yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, yeah, it, boy, it, it's that's the kind of thing that uh, where mutes come in handy too on Twitter.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely.
0: And and the other night when people are buying their Star Wars tickets, which I didn't really care that much about either. Oh, is there a Star Wars out? Tim? I didn't. Uh, <laughs> somebody should have mentioned it. It's coming. It's coming. Go buy your tickets. Yeah. No, I didn't buy tickets yet. Did you?
1: No, I, I I won't. I probably won't go and see it at the cinema. I'll, I'll wait till it comes out on home video uh, digital release well you know i'll, I'll rent it or, or buy it
0: when it comes out. yeah i'll go to it i i went to blade runner last weekend and that was really good i enjoyed it um i don't think my wife liked it that much though
1: <laughs> oh that's not the end of the world doesn't matter does it yeah it's uh just a one-off yeah but um yeah i i won't be going to see star wars at the cinema partly because you know the cinema near me is not very big and you know especially the first month or so like it's just Really, really packed for for the Star Wars showings, or it certainly yeah. was like last year and the year before. Yeah, it was. Yeah,
0: I'll I'll get around to it, but I'll wait till the hubbub dies down. Cool. Um, was there anything else?
1: Or I don't know. I don't think so. Cool. Well, I guess we'll uh, make it a short one because I'm sure if you're listening, you can hear that my voice does not sound that. No,
0: great. no, get well, Rob, and uh, in a couple of weeks we'll. You you wouldn't have been able to do this last weekend as we originally would have done it anyway because you were really sick over the weekend, but
1: uh Oh yeah, I was even worse on Sunday. We wouldn't have been recording yeah, then. Yeah,
0: yeah. So it's good that we've switched to Wednesdays, but uh we're gonna have to by neck you've got two weeks to recover, so I'm sure you'll be fine by the next time we talk.
1: Oh, I, I hope I'm okay, by <laughs> okay. then. Uh, if if I'm not, there's probably got bigger problems. Sure.
0: Okay. Cool. All right, talk to you soon.